has arrived for us to begin our worship experience. Let us center our minds and our hearts on God this morning. Let us have a word of prayer. Oh Lord, our Heavenly Father, at the beginning of another week, we come to you for help and light. Dear God, we beseech you that we may hallow this day of the rest of your service to find you in all peace and strength. Enliven our devotion that we may serve you in spirit and in truth and build a good foundation for our work in the week ahead. Be with us in all, in all the service that we may join each one of our brothers and sisters and receive the blessing that you have promised to all of us who sincerely pray and we sincerely pray to you that we hear you and that we apply your word dear god we ask that you hear us this day hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your son and our savior jesus christ let every heart and building say amen, amen. good morning to the people of god we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The scriptures say, enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. So we welcome you to join us this day. And to you online, we ask that you follow us along and tap your foot and clap your hands. Even though you're not with us in, in, in body, we ask that you be with us in spirit. So we ask that you follow the direction of our praise team this morning as they lift our hearts and minds. Amen. Good morning. There we go. Good morning, K Chapel. Are y'all ready to praise and worship God with your bodies this morning? Okay, if you feel free, get up and just praise the Lord with your bodies this morning. There we go. Let's stand to our feet. Stand to our feet. I command my soul to bless the Lord. 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 Come on, sing it with us this morning. Bless the 
got your spiritual aerobics on. It's time to give him glory. Good morning, K Chapel. Looks like we're ready to have church this morning. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day, dear Master. Thank you for the spirit here in this service this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for just being God and God all by yourself. Lord, we ask that you look in on our sick and shut in this morning, Lord. Lord, we ask for a special prayer for those who were affected by not one but two recent mass shootings. Lord, our country needs you. Lord, our city and this state needs you, Lord. And we need you this week, Lord, as we prepare and exercise our right to vote. And Lord, we ask that you be with those politicians who are blessed to win their primaries and blessed to win those elected seats, that they would let you just guide them, dear Master, to lead, lead us, your people. Lord, we pray for our young people this week as they prepare to go back to school. Lord, we pray for a safe and productive school year. Not only do we pray for our children, Lord, we pray for our teachers and administrators and all those, Lord, who just be with our schools, be with our children, dear Master. Lord, as we go through this service, Lord, we just ask that you have your way. Lord, be with our pastor as he brings your word. Use him like you do, Lord. And Lord, open our minds and our hearts that we might receive your word. And Lord, we just give you the glory and all the praise. And send your son, Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen. Anybody came to praise him? Is he worthy? Is he really worthy? We're going to praise him like he's worthy. Come on, we have come to praise him.
I'm going to let you know that you're worthy. You've done too much for me to sit down. Let us, let us magnify his name together. It's, it's an open invitation for anybody who wants to worship him, for anybody who needs to give him glory, for anybody who wants to honor him and thank him for another day's journey, for bringing you through another week. Come, let us. Now listen, we'll go by ourselves if we have to, but it sure would be good if you would come along with us. Come, let us. Adore him. Does anybody know he's worthy this morning? Anybody know he's worthy this morning? Do you really, don't fool me, do you really know he's worthy this morning? Come on, let's give him some praise. For he alone. For to him. period as those come in for our responsive reading. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Congregation, give thanks. For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Let us read together. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise the Lord. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Mark your calendars for our upcoming annual fall revival here at Cade 
on August the 13th through the 15th at 7.15 p.m. each night. Z-Court is once again recruiting tutors for Walton Elementary School. We know there is super talent amongst the K-Chapel family and we're calling on you for your support. The hours are flexible and we simply need you to stop by the Old Fellowship Hall and complete a volunteer form to sign up today. Z-Court would also like to wish a happy new school year to all of our students. Wishing you a basket full of joy and bundles of successes. Just a quick reminder that our Youth for Christ parent meeting will take place on Wednesday, August the 7th at 6 p.m. If you have youth interested in ministering through performing arts, please make plans to attend. We are looking for two assistant Girl Scout leaders. If you can spare six to ten hours a month and you love working with children, then please contact Sister Donna Sims at 601-966-0198 or Sister Vardy Martin at 601-750-4560. It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of August. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K Chapel app but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. We thank God for this day and for this moment of worship and praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. Amen. Certainly, we do want to wish all of our August babies a happy birthday. All of our August babies, won't you stand to your feet? Let us wish you a happy birthday. If you were born in the month, look at there. Look, August was a good month. Look at here. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday, August babies. Amen. Happy birthday. God keep you. Good to see Mother Graham back in the service this morning. Come on, let's bless God for Mother Graham. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. We're continuing to pray for you all. We love you dearly. Amen. We do have uh, three candidates with us on this morning, Timothy Lewis, uh, Creedel Calhoun, and Kalinda Legreen, all of whom have registered with us to uh, have two minutes to present themselves, and so we want to ask them to come at this time. Amen. Timothy Lewis, Creedel Calhoun, Kalinda Legreen. Amen. God bless you. Come on, Tim. I see Kalinda is created. Brother Calhoun here. Hey, all right. All three are here. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let you politicians decide which one going to go first. Amen. All right. Very good. <laughs> Ladies is first. So, you know, uh, hey. Good morning, everyone. Uh, first and foremost, I like to thank God because it's a privilege to be alive. Uh, we had two massive shootings. Uh, no wall is going to stop the terror that we face here in America. So it's up to us to arm ourselves and to be uh, uh, visible out there to the criminal element. But I am here on today because I am the only viable candidate as a Democratic female who will be on the primary race this Tuesday. I am the only candidate with a plan that's going to be able to ex execute as soon as I walk into that building in January. I am the only state's 
certified mental illness instructor with our department that's gonna focus on mental health. I am the only candidate that been working in the school systems throughout Hines County that's gonna focus on home economic skills and also sponsorship for the youth all year round. Relationships matter. I'm asking you, uh, when you go into that voting booth on Tuesday, don't vote for status quo. Don't vote for the good old boy system. Don't vote because you're used to seeing those familiar faces. Uh, a vote for two of the candidates is a vote against women. Let's just be honest. Let's pick someone that have vision. They say without no vision, what you do? You perish, right? That's why we're in a, a standstill. I am still the public information officer with our department. But at the same time, I am trying to be in position at a greater capacity. Y'all deserve better. That's the only reason why I'm running. I'm going to be that politician that be consistent when it comes to transparency because y'all can better serve us when y'all tell us what we need. But on August 6th, go green, vote green as your only option. I would rather be elected than selected. Thank you. Amen, amen, God bless you. That's our official timekeeper, so he, he, amen. God bless you, you have two minutes. Amen, come on. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make his boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. My name is Timothy Lewis, and I'm running to be your next Hines County tax collector. I give greetings and blessings uh, to your pastor and to this church here. I'm qualified to run for Hines County Tax Collector. I have 10 years of banking experience right here in Jackson, Mississippi, 15 years of small business ownership, and I have 30 years of relationship building. But most cr critical to my candidacy, I used to be the purchasing director for Hines County Board of Supervisors. In my first year, I cut spending by 25% through that office. I was over 85% of the spending of the county. And as a result of cutting those uh, spendings, I saved the taxpayers in this county $3.1 million. As a result of that, 800 plus employees received pay increases, $1 million went into the reserve account to help financially sustain the county, and $1.5 million went back into the general service to go back into the public to serve the public. My second year, I didn't stop there. I cut spending by 15%, and I saved the taxpayers in this county $1.7 million. In two years, I saved $4.8 million for this county and for, this, for the citizens of this county. I'm running because we deserve more. What I have a plan to do, we have 41,000 pieces of property that were sold in a tax sale the last three years, and those property belong to someone who fell on hardship. As your next Hines County tax collector, I wanna work with our county um, officials and city officials and our state representatives to make sure that we help save our families home. Increase the quality of life here while we increase also our revenue for the county. Thank you. On August the 6th, I ask for your vote and your prayers, Timothy Lewis, Hines County Tax Collector. I, I'm gonna give some back, some time back. I am Credell Calhoun and I'm running for supervisor in District 2, District 3. And I want you to know that I have served as your state representative for 29 years. And we brought a lot of bacon home. Uh, we brought the, the 
Civil Rights Museum, only civil rights museum in the country that was funded by state funds. Also brought uh, uh, the Capitol Complex, and the Capitol Complex is ongoing from now on. It took uh, a long time to get that. I've worked on it for many years, but we finally got it, and uh, it's going to reap benefits. 1% sales tax, we got that. And you're, you're going to get uh, Northside Drive fix. You're going to get uh, uh, Medway Evers fix. You're, you're going to get Ellis Avenue fix. Now these, I call that bacon. And I tell you, we are going to, we are going to continue to do the same kinds of things at Hines County. We can continue to work with the legislature and the state, federal, to bring home the bacon. Thank you so very much. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Graham, amen. We, we, we normally have a registration period. I know you didn't know that, but you're a friend of us. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds, amen. <laughs> I'm gonna give you, you, you're our friend, amen. God bless you. Good morning. My name is Robert Graham. I'm here to tell you that uh, we're gonna do more. We're paving streets. We're gonna continue to pave streets, and we're gonna pave more streets. If you live in North Jackson, you can see the results of what we've done and what we're going to continue to do. I'm not here to tell you of what we're going to do. I say look at what we've done, mm. and we want to continue to do that as District 1 Supervisor. Let me just make sure that I don't get in trouble. I want to introduce my wife, uh, who's a retired teacher who's here with me, Shirley Graham. And on August the 6th, remember, Robert Graham, District 1 Supervisor. Thank you very much. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Amen. We've got a lot of work to do. Come Tuesday, we have uh, the elections on Tuesday. Do have some information that our, our, our Minister of Social uh, Witness will give to us as well. Uh, but before we do that, let me just take a moment and thank all of you for last Sunday. Last Sunday, we had our pastor's appreciation. And I want to thank you on behalf of my family, Lucretia and I, and the children. Amen. Uh, for, for just blessing us in the marvelous way that you did. Your, your thoughts, your kindness, your gifts uh, are much appreciated. And uh, I, I jokingly say all the time uh, that whatever you all give us goes to feed the hungry. I got two hungry children at home. Amen. So thank you for helping to feed the hungry. Amen. God bless you. Sister Thomas, also good to see you back in the service as well. Sister Thomas, God bless you. We love you as well. Uh, Reverend, why don't you come and give us information on the voting now? Is there anybody that does not know we're voting Tuesday? <laughs> Do you know the date of Tuesday? All right. I want you to be a committee of one starting today for the next 48 hours. Every registered voter that we know needs to be going to the polls. That was so weak. That was really weak. I hope your actions are not like your response. We have got to go to the polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have got to go to the polls. I, I, I was reading those words and, and feeling the Lord speaking through my spirit of about us doing the acceptable will of the Lord. And as Christians, we have to make good come to action come to the forefront. On Tuesday morning at 6.45, any of you that are faithful and can get up, 
you can join me and others that are volunteering at the Masonic Temple. All day long, the election watch will be done at the Masonic Temple, headed up by the NAACP and One Voice. I am going to give you a phone number. This is the only time in the service it is uh, welcome for you to pull out your telephone. Uh, pull out your phone, put my cell number in there. If you can volunteer, there will be three shifts, four-hour shifts, and we will be there for 12 complete hours watching all over the state of Mississippi. My cell number is 601-500-1236. 601-500-1236. Volunteer if you can, and if you cannot, if you can't get out of your house, what are you going to do? Go on the phone. After you go and vote, go on the phone, call all day long. We need to have an exceptional voting turnout. Last thing, all of the people on the ballot deserve your attention. Don't stop at the top of the ballot. This is a very long ballot. Go to the bottom of it and look at everybody, pray over it, and vote for every position. Amen? Thank you. Thank you. I heard somebody saying, when are we going to get back to worship? Let me explain something to you. This is worship. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The only way it's going to happen on earth, you got to do your part. I wish some Christians would talk to me in here. The only way it's going to happen, we've got to do our part. Amen? And so we invite you to do your civic duty and be engaged in the political process. That is our, that is our tradition. That is our aim. That is our mission. Amen? God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Reverend Harris, won't you come and recognize our visitors now? Good morning. We're blessed to be at this very special moment in our service. At this time, we're going to ask all of our visitors to please stand. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The hymn writer said, the summit said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. We're happy to have you come and worship the Lord with us on this morning. Now we're going to give you something you can't get any, anywhere else.
morning, K Chapel. Listen, there are some people that need your prayers. They're requesting your prayers and visits if possible. Sister Ollie Lester lost her godmother this past week. Also, Deacon Cornelius Story lost his brother, Mr. Daniel D. Story. That funeral was held on Friday in St. Louis. Keep uh, Brother Ricky Bailey in your prayers. He lost his father, Mr. Robert Bailey. And Deborah Letbetter lost her aunt, Miss Wilma Faye Letbetter. And also, guys, listen, Mother Triplett is going in the hospital on August 6th for surgery. If you would, give her a call, encourage her that she would be ready for this surgery, okay? Let us do continue to do our Christian duty. And I just found out while Fred Gross is at home recovering, his wife is in ICU. So let's keep that family in your prayers, all right? Listen, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day don't forget to thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Listen, that brings us to the next part of our service, which is tithes and offerings. This is a time when all of you can participate, including those that are joining us by way of live stream. You should see a number on the screen where you can contribute this morning. As we have the spoken word, we're going to ask that our tithers come. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word.
the Lord. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you for this day. Again, for this hour, this moment, once again, that you have allowed us to come to this place. We ask your blessing upon those who had a desire to be here, but not able. Bless them wherever they may be. Bless this offering. Bless those who gave in this offering, those who had not to give. Bless them as well. Bless us and keep us in your care. We'll be ever so careful in all of our sin and all of our done to give your name to praise. These and all others blessed we do ask in your son Jesus' name. We do ask and pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Go on my own to 
things. Thank God that he still speaks to his people. I want to invite your attention to the book of Acts. 
Acts chapter number 16. I want to begin reading with the sixth verse, Acts 16, verse 6. Read four verses in your hearing. Acts 16, verse 6. There these words are recorded. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithyn into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are continuing in our series entitled Doors, and this, the fourth in that sermon series, we want to talk from the subject, When God Says No. When God Says No. Last time I was here, if you are confused, the sermon title was When God Says Go. Different sermon. When God Says No. So far in this series, we have given much attention to choosing wisely doors to which God is calling us. We've talked about understanding that just because it's a pretty door does not mean, amen somebody, does not mean it's the right door for you. Because everything that glitters, and you were listening, is not gold. We, we, we talked about an open door sometimes coming with challenges and obstacles and and not missing the opportunity because of the opposition. Because great and effectual doors are sometimes open up to us and adversaries are all around. And we cannot miss the opportunity focused on the opposition. Paul saw Ephesus as an opportunity, though he knew that great challenges were awaiting him there. And yet he says of that opportunity, a great and effectual door is opened up to me. And there are many adversaries. This morning we want to make a pivot because while there are times when God says go, there are also times when God says no. And if you're going to faithfully follow after God and be where you are supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing and not wasting time and effort and resources and energy in life trying this and trying that, you've got to understand that God is not just a God who opens doors, but he's also a God who closes doors. God, yes, God, yes, God can open some things up, but he is also a God who shuts some things down. And this text demonstrates that even when we have the right motive, seeking to do good work, wanting to be found 
faithful to our calling and to our purpose that God does not just automatically say yes and start opening doors for us. No, Paul is beginning in this text his second missionary journey, which comes on the heels of two contentious events in chapter number 15. Chapter 15, when you get, the, go, get home, you read it for yourself. First, in chapter 15, there is the question of salvation by grace or by works. The text says that there arose a group from Judea that began teaching that it was necessary for one to be circumcised according to the law of Moses in order for that individual to be saved. Paul and Barnabas go to Jerusalem to bring the matter before the apostles and the elders at the church who listen to both sides. And in the end, the apostles and elders hold, uphold the doctrine of salvation by grace and not of works of the flesh. This was a major doctrinal victory that was upheld by the church. Paul, encouraged by the decision of the church, says to Barnabas, listen, now that we got the church on our side and they reaffirmed what we've been preaching and teaching, let's go take a victory lap around and, and see all of the churches that we've already established and see how they're doing. Since we've established these churches, since we gave them this teaching, and now since the church is backing everything that we've been teaching, let's go check up on them. Barnabas agrees to go with Paul, but says to Paul, let me go and get my cousin John Mark and we'll all go together. Paul says, hold up. You mean John Mark who left us on our first missionary journey? Barnabas said, yeah, you know my cousin. Yeah, I, he said, yeah, I know your cousin. I'm not going anywhere with him again. Leave him at home because he's already shown us what he's made of. And the contention got so great between Paul and Barnabas that those two split up. Barnabas went and got his cousin John Mark. Paul takes Silas with him. And now we entered into chapter number 16. Chapter 16 then opens and the first thing that we see in chapter 16 after this contentious uh, fight between Paul and Barnabas and after this contention even within the church, the first thing we're greeted with in chapter number 16 is a young man by the name of Timothy. He's a young man of promise, a young man of potential. His mother is a Jewish believer, but his father is a Greek unbeliever. And Timothy was uncircumcised. Isn't it amazing that sometimes the thing that you think you put to rest pops right back up in front of your face? Issues we think that we've gotten solved and resolved and the opportunity to go on and it comes right up again. Here is this young preacher who is obviously gifted for the gospel, clearly has the anointing for ministry, obviously will do great things for the kingdom, but he is uncircumcised. And Paul has just defended the whole idea of salvation being a product of grace and not the works of the flesh. But now here is this young promising preacher who is uncircumcised. And if he goes into that land uncircumcised, the people will not hear him. Dilemma. The text says now in verse 3 that Paul takes Timothy and has him circumcised. Wait a minute, Paul. If you were just so committed 
to preaching salvation by grace and not of works. Why is it that you insist on Timothy now being circumcised? Was he not strong enough to stand on what he preached? Did Paul cave under the pressure? No, 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 no. What Paul knew was that Timothy's purpose and potential would have been stunted if he had not been circumcised. It was not a spiritual decision. It was a practical one. I know this won't play well in today's generation, but what Paul says to Timothy is that if you don't make some practical decisions, there are some doors that will never be open to you. Y'all don't want to hear that. I know, I know, I know, I know. That flies in the face of everything that we teach today. And please hear me, hear my heart. I'm not telling anybody to give up anything that is you and uniquely you. I love natural hair. I love natural beauty. I, but please understand, when you make certain decisions, the decisions you make have consequences. And you just got to be willing to deal with the consequences until you can change the system. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. There's certain, certain doors. I don't care how well qualified you are. I don't care everything that you've got behind you. If you don't conform to certain standards, there's certain doors that won't open up to you. And I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm saying do you understand when you make the decision that there's some doors that are not going to open up. Amen. That, that's, that's just the life. That's just the culture. That's, that's the world we live in. And Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, your gift is too good for it to get hung up on circumcision. He says, nope, I'm not going to let your gift stunt, be stunted. And, and, and what you could give to the body of Christ not come to fullness because of an issue of circumcision. Paul makes a practical decision. Do I have a witness here? Don't let practical things then get in the way of purposes being fulfilled. When we get to this text this morning, verse 6 says, Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they had come to Mysia, they essayed also to go to, into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Paul has in mind to go into what is present-day Turkey to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost stops them. They wanted to go into Bithynia, and the Holy Ghost says, no, two consecutively closed doors. And all they're wanting to do is preach the gospel. When you want to do right and doors are shut in your face, how do you handle that? When, when you're trying to do good things and, and the door is shut, when you're trying to make a living the right way and doors are shutting your face, when you're trying to do the right thing and doors keep being shut, when you're trying to move yourself and progress yourself and earn that degree and get that job, when you're trying to do the right stuff and door after door is closed in your face. What do you do with that? First thing you got to learn is to trust that there is divinity in a denial. There is divinity 
in a denial. We've been talking a lot about open doors and recognizing God in the doors that he is opening, but if we're going to be fair and faithful in our understanding of God, we must recognize, watch this, that God is as much involved in closed doors as he is open ones. Hmm. What are you saying? I'm saying God is as much in a no. He is in as much, he is, he is as much in a no as he is in a yes. I've discovered that we give way too much credit to the enemy when it comes to closed doors. We assume that the devil is behind every closed door. You think the devil don't want you to get that job. You think the devil don't want you to get that house. You think the devil don't want... No, God is behind a lot of closed doors. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm thankful that God closes... Some stuff we try to get into. I wish I had three or four folk who would go with me on this, who recognize that there's some things you tried to get into, some doors you wanted to open, God shut it down and shut it up, and 10 and 15 years later, you can look back on that thing and recognize that if God had not closed that door, you would have been in a mess right now. I know he was fine in high school. What you didn't know. I wish y'all would come on and talk to me. I know she acted like she had some sense in college, but what you didn't know. Good God Almighty. Anybody testify the Lord saved you from some stuff? Y'all might as well admit it. The Lord saved you from making some mistakes going through some doors god is also in closed doors and we got to recognize that closed doors are as much in the will and plan of god as are open doors when god closes doors there is much sovereignty as much spirit as much providence as there is in open doors the lord says as much in the book of revelation revelation 3 and 7 says these things saith he that is holy he that is true he that hath the key of david he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth did you hear what he said he said listen if god opens a door can't nobody close it if god closes a door can't nobody open it i don't know how you feel about that but that brings me joy and peace because that says when God opens it up good God almighty when God opens it up it means that if it's mine to have nobody can keep me from getting it if it's where he wants me to be nobody can block me from going through that door nobody can shut that opportunity down nobody can keep that thing from coming into my life that's why some people don't like you right now because they thought they were going to keep you from getting some stuff but they looked around and saw you walking into the very thing that they knew they were going to block you out of and they're trying to wonder how in the world when they tried everything to keep you down and keep you out and keep you. My God, my God, this scripture explains the fact that if God has opened the door, I don't care who doesn't want you to have it. They can't keep you from getting it. Is there anybody here that can testify that there are some things 
that folk tried to keep you from having, but God opened the door. There are some positions that folk tried to keep you from having, but God opened the door. There are some neighborhoods that folk tried to keep you from living in, but God opened the door. There are some schools that folk never wanted you to attend, but God opened the door. There are some degrees that folk never wanted you to have hanging on your wall, but God opened the door. There are some conversations that you were never supposed to be a part of, but God opened the door and sat you down at the table. God opens doors. He opens doors that no man can shut. You get to meet and they wonder, what you doing here? God opened the door. Put me at the table. You thought you were going to talk about me and around me? No, you're going to have to talk to me. I'm here. Closes doors that no man can open. Opens doors that no man can shut. When God says no, see that there is divinity in the denial. That God is in no's as much as he is in yeses. Number two, number two, number two, when God says no, please, please, please don't stop knocking on doors. Mm, don't, don't stop knocking. Paul, Paul wanted first to go to Asia, which is Turkey. God said, nope. Then he said, all right, how about I go to Bithynia? God said, nope. Now, after that second, though, some of us, amen. You know, we would have decided, now, wait a minute, I'm, I'm tired of being rejected every time I get up and I put on my best clothes and I interview well and, and I know I know the stuff and I give the right answers and folks still saying, y'all ain't talking to me in here. Folks still saying, no, I got a good resume. I got a good application. I, I got the experience. And folks still saying, no. Some of us would have stopped right there and started having a pity party right there and just decide, you know what? I ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to just walk by faith and let them come to me. And you still be broken out of a job. <laughs> when you get no, watch this, don't stop knocking. Don't stop knocking on doors. You cannot stop looking for where the Lord wants you because you heard no on your first attempts. Jesus says this in Matthew 7 and 7, ask and it shall be what? Given. Seek and ye shall knock and the door shall I wish I had some Bible readers in here. In other words, don't give up because you didn't get the answer you were looking for. Too many times we cut ourselves short when the breakthrough we were looking for was right around the corner. And because we got two rejections, we never knocked at the third door. And the third door. How close? Were you to your yes? How, how close have you been to a yes and you just gave up because you were rejected and you didn't want to feel rejection again? Listen, nobody likes rejection. If you do, you, well, you know, we, we need to talk afterwards. If you, 
We like being rejected, but, but, but nobody likes rejection. Nobody enjoys being rejected, but, but, but you got to keep believing. Watch this, that if God is saying no here, that there has to be a yes somewhere. And I just got to keep knocking. Number three, number three, when God says no, when God says no, remember that God's timing is always right. God says no. Remember that God's timing is always right. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I put a pen right here and just say this the way I, I, I need to say it? So it don't, just, just let me say it like this. There are some doors, watch this, there are some doors that you aren't ready for. And there are some doors that aren't ready for you. I'm trying to help somebody. There's some doors you aren't ready for, and there are other doors that on the other side of those doors, them folk ain't ready for you. And, and the problem is, the problem is, the opportunity looks so good that oftentimes we're trying to force ourselves into doors that aren't ready for us. Good God Almighty, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching better than you respond. Sometimes we try to force ourselves into situations, into work environments, into contexts, into relationships where folk are not ready. Hear me, hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying? Listen, God knows what you can handle, and he also knows what they can handle. And what God is trying to do is bring you all into each other's lives at the right. Mm. It's some stuff that got to be worked out on their end before they can be ready for you. Is some stuff got to be worked out on your end before you're ready for them. But if you're trying to get there before it's time, now watch this. God isn't saying no to the person or no to the job or no to the house. He's just saying it's not the right time. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. You, 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 you running up in somebody's face. And listen, watch this. They will make you a good spouse. Eventually. But not now. It's not the right time you, you you're trying to start a relationship and, and they haven't grieved their last one you're trying to show them how good you are and they still grieving over how good the last person was somebody say it ain't the right time i'm trying to help somebody it's not the right time 
Some folk have commitment issues. Now, now, eventually, they will commit to you, and they will be committed to you the rest of the days of their lives. But right now, they got issues. And you're trying to rush it before it's the right time. Am I helping anybody in here? What you got to do is you got to stop. Watch this. You got to stop listening to you and start listening to the Holy Spirit. They just sang this song, speak to my heart, Lord. Speak to me. I, I, I won't go unless you go. Listen, that ain't just a song to sing. That's a lifestyle to live. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to lead you into what is true, what is good, what is holy, what is right. So if you're going to sing the song, live it. Speak to my heart. Show me. Show me your will for my life. Where do you want me to go? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me drop this on you quickly. I'm going to wrap it up right here. Let me drop this on you. Doors that are not currently, no, let me say that. Doors that are currently closed are not necessarily permanently closed. Please hear that. Doors that are closed right now don't mean they will always be closed. God had a more strategic route for the gospel in mind in saying that it would go through Europe first. And, and when, when Paul wanted to go uh, through, through Asia, which was Turkey, God said, no, I don't want that right now. But watch that. The very thing that Paul wanted to do, he eventually got to do. It just wasn't the right time then. You got to know that God knows the right time. And sometimes, sometimes, I'm going to say this, sometimes God takes us around the long route to get us to where he wants us to be. You're wondering, Lord, it don't take all that. All I got to go is right here. And he's taking you all around here and trying down here and up there. And you're saying, Lord, it don't take all that. But, but listen, he did the same thing with the children of Israel. Because he knew that had he taken them through the shortest route, they would have had to fight and had wars with nations that they were not ready to have wars with because they were newly freed slaves. And he said, if these newly freed slaves have to fight, they're going to run back to Egypt. And so he said, I'm going to take you through the long route because if I take, watch this, if I take you through the long route, you'll learn who I am. On the long route, you'll understand that I can make bread come down from heaven. On the long route, you'll understand I can cause water to come out of a rock. On the long route, you, you will understand. You will understand that I am God all by myself. And sometimes God takes us the long way around to give us time to know him and trust him. Last thing, I'm through. Here it is. Last thing, when God says no, listen for his voice listen for his voice God said no to Paul twice and then in the night as he's sleeping sleeping there is a vision a vision of a man of Macedonia saying to him Paul come over to Macedonia and help us and it says in verse 10, and after he had seen the vision immediately, we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. 
Paul got two consecutive no's, but now in the night, he sees a vision clearly for where God is calling him. What am I saying? I'm saying when God says no, keep your ears open. Keep your ears open because a yes is around the corner. When God says no, keep your ears open because God is calling you to somewhere. Keep your eyes open so that you can see what his will is for your life. Keep your spirit and your heart open to what God is leading and directing you to do because it might well be something that you never expected. Paul wanted to go two different places. He said, nope, your work is not there. It's in Macedonia. It's in Macedonia. I'm through. When God says no, listen, when God says no, there's always a yes. You got to find where God's yes is. When God says no over here, there's a yes somewhere. Your job is to be open and receptive to hearing God's yes. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are that you do speak to our hearts. We're thankful that you give us your Holy Spirit who guides and directs us. And Lord, we acknowledge and admit that sometimes we want to go our own way and do our own thing and, and do it quickly. Get there fast. In a hurry. But Lord, thank you that sometimes you take us on the long route. Sometimes you take us around obstacles and mountains and even through valleys. But we know now, God, that you do all of that so that we might know you better. So, Lord, keep us. When life hands us nose, God, keep us patient that we would hear where you're saying yes. Lord, let us not be too dejected or disillusioned by life's nose that we give up and stop knocking on doors. But Lord, give us strength, patience, and hope for the plans that you have for us. God, thank you that you in fact do have a purpose and you do have a will and you do have plans. Just for us. Thank you, God, that you're the God who opens doors that no man can shut. You shut doors that no man can open. Lord, and so what you have for us, it's meant for us. God, thank you now for opening that door that yet remains open. One day on a hill called Calvary, you opened the door to salvation. And from that moment, no man has been able to shut it. Thank you, God, that right now in this service, at this moment, that door yet remains open. And so, God, I pray for some man, some woman, some boy, some girl, some young adult who needs to make a confession, needs to know you, who needs to simply say, I'm coming through the door. I'm walking through this door, this door that you opened 2,000 years ago and yet remains open today, I'm walking through into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, his son. If you're here this morning, that door remains open and the invitation is extended to you.
to walk through. Wherever you are, whoever you are, if you don't know God through Jesus Christ, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if, you're, if you've grappled with that for years and you've not landed anywhere, anywhere concrete, I want to remind you that all other ground is sinking sand. But on Christ, he's a solid rock. All other ground is sinking sand, but Christ is solid. That means in and through all ages, throughout all generations, Jesus Christ, today, yesterday, and forevermore. If you're here this morning, the doors of the church are open. You can come down by letter, by Christian experience, as a candidate for baptism. The doors of the church are open. Come now. want to tell you about the way I felt yesterday. My God, my God. Yes, Lord. My emotions, mm -hmm. they got in the way. My God. How quickly I forgot to trust you, Lord, to stand upon the promise of your word. But faith grabbed a hold of me and changed my unbelief. My heart has been restored. Once again, and I believe mm. in you, Lord. And I'm sorry for not trusting you before. But faith grabbed a hold of me. Yes, God. And change my unbelief. My heart has been restored once again. Now things are different than the day before. God made a way. He opened up that door. In just one day. Everything has changed. My God, my God. God answered me, and now I'm no longer the same. Some things I've lost, some things I've gained, but my heart will never be the same. My heart has been restored once again. Now I believe in you, Lord. I'm sorry for not trusting you, trusting you before. But faith grabbed a hold of me. My God. And changed my unbelief, my heart has been restored once again i'll trust you my heart has been restored once again i'll lean and depend on you my heart has been restored 
once again. Yes, God. Hallelujah. And ask Sister Sebastian to stand. Hallelujah. He comes with a statement this morning. Morning, church family. Good morning, good morning. I want you to know, just to give you a report, at an exam a month ago, a mammogram, and I received a letter in the mail a couple of weeks later, and of course I called and inquired, what is this letter about? Well, we need to see you in our office for another mammogram. So I had another appointment, and I canceled it. Then I scheduled another appointment, and I went back on Friday, and I had that mammogram, and after that mammogram, they said, we need to see you now for a sonogram. So it was me and five other ladies in the room, and there were two ladies weeping. And I said, would you all mind to have a word of prayer together? And we did. And as I laid on that table for that sonogram, I just prayed to God and said, Lord, I hope that I'm healed if there is anything. Mm -hmm. However, the doctor said, we thought we saw something, Miss Sylvester, but you're fine. So Hallelujah. I just want to give you a report. Hallelujah. Ladies, take your mammograms. I challenge you to get your mammogram, but I'm thankful. And I just prayed and asked God for healing. Bless Thank God. You. Bless God. Bless God. Sister Hill also has a statement. Hallelujah. Say that um, after listening to a sermon about prayer and what it'll do and everybody, and I need everybody to pray for my granddaughter. 14 years old, she's over in Fort Worth, and she attempted suicide. Mm. Day. Yeah. She's not talking to anybody and saying anything about why. So I'm just asking everybody here to just pray for all the young people. Because yeah. yeah. we don't know what's going through yeah. their minds. Hallelujah. And she's not opening up and saying what's going on. So right now she's in Cook's Children's Hospital and they're going to transfer her to a mental institute, you know, so they can get counseling and stuff. So I just need everybody here to pray for her. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All others are coming for prayer. But this young lady is a student. Listen, um, all, all of my students, all of my students who are going back to school, won't you join us down here? If you're going back to school next week or in the coming weeks, all of our students going to college, going to middle school, going to high school, going to school school, whatever school you're going to, amen, barber school, amen, whatever school, amen. I'm getting to the teachers. I know, I know the teachers too, amen. I want to get my students down here first. Amen. All students, all students, all students. Here they come. God bless you. Y'all come on. Y'all come on. Come on. Let's encourage them while they're coming. Give them a great big hand. Bless them. They're getting ready to go back to school, y'all. Amen. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Amen. Yeah, great things. You will do great things. 
You will do great things. There they are. They're coming from the back. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All of our students are here. All of our teachers, won't you join us? All of our teachers, teachers and administrators, teachers and administrators, won't you join us? Teachers and administrators. If you're a teacher, administrator, if you do anything with students in a school setting, amen, resource officers, amen, cafeteria workers, you feed them, you, amen, whatever you do, amen, amen, that's right, that's right. Whatever role you play in schooling children, in making sure that children are schooled and educated, let's get you all up here, amen. Amen. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. K Chapel, let's bless all of them real quick. Let's bless them all. Let's bless them all. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You heard the plea go out for the 10-year-old. Is that right? 10 years old? 14, 14-year-old. Our children are dealing with lots. A lot of stuff that we don't even know about. Questions that they have, issues that are going on, things that they perhaps never open up to anyone about. We're the church. We're the, we're the, we're the place where people come to be healed, to be whole, and to be given hope. And we give hope by offering prayer. We give hope by touching one another and letting each other know that whatever you're going through, you're not going through it by yourself. We give hope by, by letting one another know that we are brothers and sisters in this struggle together. So if you can, you who are up here, if you can just touch somebody, because there's power in touch. There is healing in touch. There is community in touch. There is the acknowledgement that I am my brother's keeper. And whatever we do, we go through it together. Amen. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father. Lord, we come to you right now. And we come to you as children come to a father. Recognizing God that we are nothing without you. God, we thank you that you're the father who sees and knows and can do all things exceedingly well. Lord, right now we, we heard the cry and we saw the tears of this this dear one whose heart aches for the 14-year-old in Texas. And God, we are praying for her right now. Lord, you know all that is going on in her heart, all that is going on in her mind. You know, God, the struggles. You know the questions. You know the hurt. You know the pain. You know the emptiness. So, Lord, we're praying right now that you would be in that situation. Lord, as you got into the fiery furnace with those three Hebrew boys. Lord, we pray that you get into it with her right now. Enter into her drama. Enter into her situation and let her know that you're there with her, God.
that she's never alone. Now, God, all of these children, all these students, these administrators, these teachers, these who play a part in educating and shaping the minds of young people, God, first of all, we say thank you. Thank you for bringing us through the summer safely. Thank you, God, for keeping your hedge around us and protecting us. Thank you, Lord, for making us ready for another academic year. And God, now we pray for good success. Lord, we pray that you bless the work of our hands. We pray, oh God, that doors that have been intended to be shut, Lord, that you would open them now. Open doors to success. Open doors to prosperity. Open doors, oh God, to academic agility. Open doors, oh God. Lord, we pray that when these young people find themselves challenged with new concepts and understanding new theorems and principles and philosophies, oh God, that you would open their minds, open their understandings, and remind them that nothing is too hard, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. God, we pray now that as they go into a new year, Lord, that they will not go alone, but God, that they will in fact have a hedge around them, that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. No weapon. Guns or knives, no weapon. Rumors, no weapon. Gossip, no weapon. Social media, no weapon. No weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper, God, but you would protect them and keep them from harm and danger. Bless, O oh God, these teachers. Renew their strength. God, when they feel weak, prop them up. When they wonder how to reach a student, oh God, give them wisdom. And Lord, we thank you that you said in your word that if any of us lack wisdom, God, that we can come to you and ask you for it, for you give it to us liberally. God, we're knocking on these doors. We're knocking, God, believing that as we knock, you will open the door that is right for us. Some Someone needs to make decisions about college in the next year, God. We're knocking on doors. Someone needs to understand where you would have them go and, and what you would have them study. We're knocking on doors. God, as we do so, lead and direct us in your perfect will. We ask it in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. And amen. Now listen, while you all are up there, do me a favor. Encourage the person next to you. Encourage the person next to you and tell them you're going to have a good year. You're going to have a good year. You're going to have a good year. Declare it. Decree it. Name it. Believe it. You're going to have a good year. You're going to have a good year. Amen. You're going to have a good year. Amen. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Y'all knock it out the park this year. Amen. Come on. Stand to your feet, Cade. Let's bless now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.